Hello from Diplomatic Language Services, and welcome to our podcast, Language Manners. We make language accessible to everyday people by discussing features which may not exist in other languages. I'm your host, Molly Sampson. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Language Matters. Today, we're going to talk about Albanian, and we have with us Alma, who is from Albania and a native speaker of Albanian. Hello. And we have Charlie, who lived for a few years in Kosovo and is a non-native speaker of Albanian. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, because you were in Kosovo and you're from Albania, mm-hmm. so let's talk about regionally where the language is spoken and kind of how different it is across the region. Well, Albanian is an Indo-European language which forms um, a separate branch or a branch of its own on the Indo-European um, tree of languages. Which is what um, other languages? Many languages on the mm-hmm. Indo-European language tree. You have the Germanic, you have the Slavic languages, mm-hmm. you know, you have Greek, which is also a separate branch, um, but it doesn't have any close relatives. Um, it has two main dialects, mm-hmm. um, the Geg and Tosk, so I speak Tosk. And I speak and Geg, or I learned <laughs> Geg yeah. in Kosovo. Um, Albanian is spoken by about 7.5 to 8 million people. So what are the countries, across which countries? Mm-hmm. So Albania is obviously the national language of Albania, uh, but it's also the co-national language in Kosovo, along with Serbian, and Mas- in North Macedonia, along with uh, Macedonian. Uh, it's, it's a co-equal uh, language there, and also has some regional, uh, some regions in Serbia, in Montenegro, in parts of Greece, that also speak Albanian, um, mostly in the south of Montenegro and the south of Serbia. Um, southern part of Italy. Yeah, and okay. there's some okay. Abaresh, which is uh, it's a group of Albanians who left Albania during the Turkish, during the Ottoman occupation, and settled in what's now Sardinia and Calabresi, the Calabrese Peninsula in the south. Calabria, yeah. Okay, okay. So you were talking a little bit about the differences among the dialects. So. If we just say Albanian, how mutually understandable are they? It's mutually intelligible. Um, There are some differences in pronunciation, uh, mostly, um, and some structures. That's why, I mean, they're not very um, uh, important. Yeah, significant. Um, So everybody understands one another without an issue whatsoever. The language was standardized in Albania in the 70s. Uh, Obviously, Alma can speak more to this. Uh, but that's considered literary Albanian. Mm. and um, So if you watch a news program in Albanian, you're going to hear that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every Dialect. news program and even the movies would be, uh, the trans, the um, subtitles would be in standard Albanian or yeah. literary Albanian in the bottom. When I was watching the news or a movie, I could, uh, even though my family would speak Geg, which for those who aren't familiar with the, the dialects between Albanian, Tosk and Geg, Tosk is very similar to the standard Albanian. It's, it's, it's mostly similar. Well, Gig is more different, but consider it sort of like um, a, a good parallel, I would say, is Dominican Spanish versus like Spanish in Spain. Or Dominican Spanish, they'll chop off the ends of words or they'll have different words for, you know, something in another country. Um, but a lot of the, the verbs are shorter, the nouns are, are said, you know, differently or more concise. For example, even the name for Albania, Shiperia, in Geg, it would just be Shipni. Yes, they shorten it. Because Tosk yeah. is more erotic, you know, like they use more R's. 
um, for example, Rura, and if you are from Kosovo, you'd say Rana. So this is, that's why. And I think the closest, if I could give an example here, is the English spoken in Boston, that they add R. I think so. I mean, because I can't, I can't or they find don't, that. Or they don't, you say R. Or they don't, don't, they don't they say drop R. The R. Yeah, like, they drop the R. Right. We talked a little bit before about some of the interesting features that Albanian has. Uh, what are you, I guess, maybe to start with Charlie, what were some of the most difficult things for you or still are the most difficult things for you to do in Albanian? So in Albanian, the major things that were difficult for an English speaker to sort of get at if you don't have any other languages under your belt are, you know, really the, the verb tenses can be tough. Uh, it's different from in English and the uh, genders can be annoying or whatever. But the di- biggest difference is for someone who hasn't studied, for example, German or Spanish or other, you know, commonly studied languages in America is probably uh, clitics, which are these little add-ons that come in front of the verbs to denote when a direct object or an indirect object is going to be in the in the in coming up. And they can also it, it they mean different things in different contexts too and they can be the same. Uh, so that can be a little complicated. And so it's literally just a vowel that comes before a verb. Kind of like a prefix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's separate. It's like its own there's a vowel space verb. If, for example, if I said it has gone or I I went sort of, it'd be like Ushkova versus like it's gone is Eshkoi. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. In addition to that, also like the pronunciation, there are some Albanian has a lot of uh, dual letters. So basically you have, you know, like you have Z and you have J. You have L and you have L. That's you have for... T and you have Th. There are two L's. Yes. There's a double, double L and yeah. a single yeah. L and that can be tough. Right. I, I still can't, don't get that right. So this is also a little bit difficult. Can you say uh, two, two words that have single L and double L? So yes. you can hear the difference? So you could say pula, which is chicken, and pula, which is a step. <laughs> okay. Maybe I just use context clues to... I don't, well, I don't no, put chickens on letters, so we can will, just... Yeah, in this case, you know, you cannot make a mistake. It's just in the pronunciation, because, you know, why are you talking about chicken when you need a stem? Yeah. yeah. But... As a foreigner, it's really hard. Yeah. You know, how it can be do you a big pronounce key off. it? It yeah. can be a big key off. Say, oh, this person doesn't speak Albanian perfectly if they're saying pula versus pula. And yeah. I've probably said the same thing twice. <laughs> I I'm, I was never good at it. I was always made fun of. I'm not of, judging you. I was, always, I was always made fun of by my host family um, yeah. in Kosovo for, for these sorts of things. But. but I think Albanians would appreciate if you spoke the language. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as uh, vocabulary, so a lot of languages nowadays are influenced by other languages and they get kind of mixed up. Do you have a lot of English words uh, that Albanian has borrowed or maybe from other different languages? Maybe Yeah, quite a uh, few. I think Albanian, Albanian has had a lot of influence from Greek, um, Old Greek, Modern Greek, um, Slavic languages, Romance languages, mm-hmm. most of them. Most of the words are that we use, you know, like, and we like to use are uh, borrowed from uh, Romance languages, from Ottoman, Turkish language, um, and also modern English, you know, like mm-hmm. computer, uh, internet. Standard um, words. Yeah. yeah. So what are some interesting uh, maybe English borrowed words or ones that have transformed actually into other meanings maybe? Uh, most of the words... Um, that are borrowed, I think they have um, 
Latin roots, mm -hmm. words that also English uses. And I can give some examples. Um, special, special. Mm. Um, but Albanian has the respective word in Albanian for this particular word, which is Ivechant, uh, appel, uh, for appeal. Oh, which is, oh. Yes, but then we I have the Albanian Thiria, which is the same. Um, dedikoi, right? Dedicate. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, okay. But then, verb, yeah. yeah. But are these, is the Albanian word. But are these just cognates or are they borrowed? Well, they, I would say that they are borrowed because, you know, even though we have the Albanian word for it, it they are widely used. But there's also stuff like modern, you know, technological mm -hmm, things mm -hmm, like yeah. cobble for cable. It would It's just transliterations yeah, of yeah. often yeah. even even spelled differently than they would be in English, like mm -hmm. engineer, engineer yeah. with yeah. the X-H. Yeah. Um, How's engineer with an it's X-H? Uh, it's, it's the with Albanian it? transliteration. The J. Engineer. Yeah. It's not a... The so X-H is J? Yeah, J. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So these are the, the letters that I was explaining a few yeah. minutes ago. So when you see it written, then you're like, how do I read it? So actually, we didn't talk about this. Is Albanian has accents and uh, diacritic marks, do you, or is it purely just the same as our alphabet? Yeah. Well, we have 36 letters. Well, that's I mean, not the that's, same. So what are the, the extra? Letters, these are the double letters that I mentioned. They're counted as full-on letters. Oh, but they're, they're not actually different symbols. No, no. they're not different so, symbols. There's no okay. different symbols. We use Latin But when you alphabet. say the alphabet, you say L, double L? You say Z-J. So when you sing the alphabet song, you have to add in all the double letters. And there's there's one other vowel as well with a uh, it's an E with an umlaut on top. That's okay. pretty unique in, mm -hmm. in terms of European letters, but it's it's just an uh or a silent letter at the end of words. But for an, a non-native or an English person coming into this, you see that it's like that looks like an <laughs> E, and I'm not sure how to like use it. And then it changes. It's it's the uh, if it's at the end of a, a word, it, it denotes gender, and it will be the first thing to change whenever mm -hmm. any whenever the the noun is is moving around. Albanian is. Read, is is read the same way it's written. Mm -hmm. So, so it's phonetic. Should, it's yes, phonetic. Totally so you phonetic. shouldn't have any issues whatsoever that, that once you understand the, the letters. Yeah. I see. Good. Um, well, yeah. yeah, that does make it easier. Albanian is um, interesting. So it really is a language that's taken on a lot of those because Albania never was really a state until the turn of the century and, you know, the turn of the 20th century. And most of the Balkan countries, yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was, it's definitely um, taken on a lot of parts from, you know, dur throughout, conquest, throughout, throughout whoever conquered the right. area that's now Albania, whether it's there was the Romans back in antiquity, uh, because it's not a Romance language. It has pieces of, of romantic words, or um, even maybe maybe some of the grammar structures mm -hmm, look kind of similar. Mm -hmm. It's still different enough that it, that linguists don't you classify it. You cannot group it. it. You cannot can't classify it. it with any other language. Yeah. Um, so it takes on all these distinct aspects from its conquered, from those who have conquered it. So um, I think also we were talking a lot about um, different phrases. Uh, so we always end with like idiomatic phrases. But I think there's a lot of culture embedded in the language. Can you talk about? The difference between English and Albanian as far as, like, the the cultural breadth of Albanian? Um, it, it's a hard question <laughs> to answer because there are so many unique um, uh, 
uh, expressions, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you can find only in Albania. And even sometimes, you know, they're so, many, so, so different from region to region. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are some expressions that are used more in Kosovo and some, you know, in Albania. But then Albania, the northern part, is very different from the, the southern part. And then, of course, you have the... The, 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 the language is different or the culture? <clears throat> the, 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 the language and the culture. So what's... So, what's um, like the stereotype, how would you stereotype us? Wait, are you from the south or the north? I'm from the south, yeah. Okay. My parents come from the south, but then I grew up in Tirana, the capital. Um, so basically it's more like a, you know, blend, blended mm -hmm. environment. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you have a lot of people from the south and a lot of people so from the north. The kind of general so, so, so basically, you know, if you are from the south, you have no problem reading the poetry from the northern, you know, um, uh, poets uh, or poets that came from the north of Albania. But if you are from the north, you find it more difficult, you know, to read the, the old poetry from the south. But culturally? Culturally, the north is more Catholic, if I can say. Mm -hmm. Catholic and Muslim, and the South is predominantly Muslim, but it has a lot of Greek Orthodox or Orthodox, you know, whether it's whether it's Greek or Albanian church, yeah. and there's some small ethnic minorities of Greek as well. So, oh, they, so a lot yeah. of it is more so it's religious. It's religious. religious. It's environmental. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's different kind of food, um, different values. So you know, that's what makes it different, and that's why sometimes you have different expressions, um, because maybe in the South there is you use a different kind of food and then mm -hmm, there are mm -hmm. expressions associated yeah. with it but then you don't have that in the north so tell so. me kind of one of your favorite <laughs> expressions well one i mean there are many but one that i like a lot is and i'll just say it in albanian and then try to translate it literally if i can so um uh, which means, you know, no matter what you have and no matter who you are, when you die, you can't take everything with you. And, and I know it's an expression that is used a lot in the southern part of Albania. An interesting one that I know from Kosovo that it's, it's, it's used a lot and even in pop songs, but it speaks a lot to the sort of the culture. Um, now I can explain it a bit is, is when someone says, Pasha Yetin, Pasha Spirtin, Pasha Nonentem. It's I swear on my life, I swear on my soul, my soul. I swear on my mother, I swear yeah. on Pasha Familian, Pasha Bukin, which mm -hmm. the last one, Pasha Bukin, means I swear on my food. Mm -hmm. So that, the, the north of Albania and Kosovo can generally be clustered together in the same cultural and linguistic group of Gag Albanians, which um, they, because that the, the north in Kosovo is very mountainous. It's very hard to conquer, and they were able to resist conquest from other groups just by the nature of their environment. Mm. That it's difficult to get to. That mm. the land is fertile, but not that fertile. It's sort of just they're left. It better left alone than to bother them. Harsh winters. Harsh winters, and so and because of that, because of the lack of rule of law, effectively, they developed their own legal system uh, mm -hmm. called the code of, or um, canon. The, yeah the canon canon of lectugagini which is a lord of penal code yeah sort of a penal, it's a penal code, code but it's a standard by which people are treated uh, guests enemies allies etc and it has this uh, concept husbands wives husbands <laughs> wives family members uh, everything it, children it, it tries to cover everything yeah and th this idea of swearing on something is sort of like a 
extra legal but cultural and like really um, uh, deep. It's a really deep meaning oath. Pasha Pasha Yetin or Pasha Shmirtin. Um, the word Pasha comes from the idea of like to see. It's the it's the it's a past form of to see something, um, and that's only something that's occurred to me recently because it's all often just said Pasha Yetin, Pasha Shmirtin, whatever. Uh, but then when I thought more about it, it really dawned on me the importance of this oath that's being kept to be seen as a sort of a public oath that you're giving to someone else. I'm swearing that this is the truth, that I'm going to do this, that this will happen on something that's deeply important to me, my family, my own food, my house. Yeah, yeah. Because in the soul. northern part of Albania, you know, this is connected to Besa, which is, mm-hmm. y- you know, this is another sort of code that, you know, if somebody promised to do something, they will do it, period. And mm-hmm. it's going to be done, and it whatever it takes. So that's why they use it more. Is that the case? Yes. Yes. yes, and it's yes. still oh, the case okay. to this day. It's still okay. the case. Well, thank you very much. That's it for today. And how do you say thank you in Albanian? Falimenderit. 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 Alma, Falimenderit. Charlie. Molly. Is that your welcome? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. And that's the end. Thanks so okay. much. Okay, thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Language Matters. You can continue this conversation by tweeting us at DiplomaticLS or find us on Facebook by searching for Diplomatic Language Services.